Today we're talking about the five things that happen once the INFJ finally stops trying to be social. INFJs always think of themselves as independent beings. We're not people who want to play the social game, who want to interact with people in this way. But the truth is we still try to be more social than we actually want to. Because if we would finally accept who we are, like how would that look like? We would be completely by ourselves. We would maybe talk to people once a week. And you know, this is not something that would be acceptable. People will think you're selfish and a hermit and whatever it may be. But the truth is once you accept that you don't need to be the way you perceive you have to be. Once you understand that you don't have to be social, that you can first find your balance of what you need in order to feel connected to others and still have enough time to decompress and not get overstimulated, life gets so much easier and so much more fun. So this is what we're going to look into today. Remember the next INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp launches this Saturday, August 19th. So make sure you're on that waiting list and you get access to their early bird price and also set the reminder for the free masterclass that is happening on launch date here on YouTube. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. The first thing that happens once an INFJ finally accepts the fact that they don't have to be social is they start to listen to what they actually need. Most INFJs have never taken the time to really find out how far they can go without social contact, without, you know, social obligations, as in calling your aunt, you know, being there for your friends, like all of those things that we as INFJs feel like we have to bring to the table in order to be accepted. Once you get to a place where you recognize, no, I'm first going to understand myself. I'm going to listen to myself. I'm going to see how long could I be by myself, you know, do the unsocial things, like maybe be selfish, you know, and do what I want until you find that balance of, oh, this is where I feel comfortable. Now I've created this life where I feel at peace. And if I add people to the mix, if I help somebody, if I reach out to somebody, then it comes because I want to do that and not because I feel obligated to. And trust me, once you get to that place, you're actually going to be a much better friend. You're going to be way more in alignment with who you are and you will just exude so much more energy for others as well. But in order to get there, we first have to give ourselves the opportunity to listen to what we really need and want. The second thing that happens once we finally accept that we don't need to be social is we stop playing society's game. There is this unspoken rule and it's not like there's this one rule and everybody knows about it. It's those rules that you feel like you have to play by. It's those things that you know you have to do in order to feel like a good person. But once you understand, oh, I can make myself feel good by myself first. Like I can create this situation where I'm content and you know I've created some distance and I decide you know how I'm going to move about life and I don't need to do certain things just to get the feedback of I'm a good person you really stop playing the game because you recognize that you as an INFJ can give so much to yourself. And that is not to say that you're going to be an outcast. That is also not to say that you're going to be a mean person who doesn't care about others and is like, you know, a selfish, arrogant, self-absorbed individual. No, it actually turns into something very beautiful because then you're still going to want to help people, but it will come out in such a healthy outlet. 
And this can only happen once you really get to a realization. I don't have to play those games. I will create outlets and use outlets that are healthy for me, that make me feel good, that give me the chance for me to be myself. I don't need to do things that other people are doing. Like one of the things I recognized for me is I'm probably never going to be a public speaker. Like I'm not saying never, but it's just not what would make me most comfortable. Like I like the fact that I can record my videos by myself. I like that I have a lot of time that I can spend for myself. It's actually the reason why I can bring out so much of my strength is because I listen to what is good for me. And I don't compare myself to others who go a different path because that is what society expects. The third thing that happens is the INFJ finally accepts once and for all that you live outside the box. One of the biggest challenges INFJs face is this uncertainty of should I play the game? Should I not play the game? You know, do I want to be in the box so I can, you know, connect with people or am I going to be outside of the box? Once you recognize you don't have to play those games, you don't have to be social, you just get to the realization, I am somebody who lives outside the box. And the fun thing here is that once you really come to the realization, like once you accept it, once you think of every single person in your life that comes to mind that you're afraid of will look at you differently once you show your true colors and that you're not like them, um, you know, all of those fears that you actually face them. And once you do, you know, and you choose that path outside of the box, you won't even look at it this way. Like there's not 1% of my being that now feels like, oh, I'm an outsider. I don't live by society's rules. Like I know looking back that I've made that switch, but that realization, this, you know, weight is only felt through that transition period. Once you're outside of the box, you actually feel like you're in your element. You've created a new reality for yourself. And in that reality, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And you connect with people and you create relationships and you change dynamics in such a way that just improves your life. It adds to your happiness. It adds to your energy. And so there's no reason for you to feel like you're going to be alone or lonely or an outcast once you accept that you're not meant to live in the box. But the transition period will feel like that. Like you really have to grieve what could have been, make that decision, you know, accept that it's not going to go for you the way how it goes for everybody else. And you're going to find your happiness in a different place than most people would. The fourth thing that happens is you find a new baseline for connection. So INFJs very often have learned to hollow themselves out. They're very connected to other people in a way of, I know exactly what they want. I know their fears. I know their insecurities. I know their taste in music. Like you actually feel the other person. We hollow ourselves out and we absorb a lot of the other person, right? Or we, you know, emerge ourselves into their reality. And that's how it happens that INFJs are one version of themselves when they're with person A and they're a different version of themselves once they're with person B. But that is always something that we do out of necessity. It's a skill that we have. It isn't us choosing us. Once you really say, I'm not going to be social like this anymore, like I'm first going to make sure I'm good. What you do is you start building yourself up from yourself. Like you're not hollowing yourself out this way. You say, first, I need a lot of time for myself. I need time to decompress. I need time to not be overstimulated. I need space. I need the opportunity for, you know, slow and steady, whatever that means for you. 
And then you create a new balance of, oh, now I feel connected to other people. You pretty much are filling your space up, let's say 80% of yourself, and then you're adding to it with connections that are like 20%. When before it was like 100% of what that person is giving me. The problem with this is that we never really fill up our void that much because if you, you know, hollow yourself out in order to absorb somebody else, it is never really your energy. It will never fulfill you in a way that you can fulfill yourself. It's not that this is all, you still want to have the connection with others, but it will be on a different playground. You fill yourself up and then others add to it. And you decide how much you allow them into your world. And you know, you say, these are my rules. This is what I can deal with. Now it's on you to make a decision. Is that something that works for you or not? But you're not making that decision for others. And what you'll recognize, and I think this is super interesting is I can't even understand my friends the way I used to. Like I can't really put myself into their shoes. I can't, um, you know, absorb who they are. Like I could, if I would spend a lot of time with them, if I would focus on them, you know, the way I used to, but I just don't because I'm so in this mode of, Oh, let's fill up my cup and then add to others. And what I found is you're not a bad person. You actually are able to help others in completely different ways. And you're probably going to help other people than you used to before. Because before the reason why you could help people is because you really hollowed yourself out so much. The only way they could receive your help is if you minimized yourself and put yourself into their world. And now that you say, I'm not going to do that, of course, you're not going to be the one who's going to comfort them like you used to before. But just think of it in a way of, oh, maybe I was enabling them in a lot of ways, right? Because I was telling them, no, you don't have to change. You can continue your self-sabotaging ways and I'm going to be right there by your side. And now you're saying, I'm going to make sure that I'm good. I'm going to make the best decisions for me. And with that, you're actually doing the best you can do for them, which is showing them and being inspiration for them that they can choose themselves as well. Because it's one thing to say, oh, please choose yourself. You're such a good person. You know, INFJs have that intention towards others all the time, but people are not looking at what you're telling them. People are looking at what you're doing and what you're doing in that moment is giving yourself up for others. So why would they choose themselves if you're not choosing yourself either? And that's actually what step five is all about. You stop over involving yourself in other people's lives. How often have you been in a situation where you felt like I know everything about that person they don't know, you know, nearly as much about me. This is a perfect example of us over involving ourselves in other people's lives. We shouldn't be more involved in other people's lives than they're involved in ours. There should be some kind of compromise there. And if people can't give you more then it's on you to say, okay, then I'm not going to put more into that either. And I'm going to use the excess energy to keep building me and my life and connect with people who can give me back something that feels like it's a natural, you know, give and take and everybody, you know, is winning from that situation. We as INFJs very often feel like it is, you know, a beneficial relationship. I want to help them. It's part of my soul. And the last thing I would tell you is, you know, give that up. That's part of who we are, that we are givers but we have to find healthy outlets. And the moment you accept that you don't have to, you know, be social, you really stop that dynamic. You stop over involving yourself in others' worlds. You stop focusing on others' worlds because you see that you can create something amazing within your world. 
It will take some time because the thing that we're used to doing, you know, looking left and right, how others are feeling, that's just a quick fix. It might make us feel alive, but it doesn't help us to move forward. In order to feel like we're moving forward, in order for us to feel like we're creating the life we always wanted, it has to start with us. And you have every possibility to make that happen for you. Remember, if you want my help with this process, then join the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp. Our next round launches August 19th, so make sure you're on that waiting list. You get access to the early bird prize and set a reminder for the free masterclass. I can't wait to see you there. Remember, you can find everything you need to know in the links in the description. And if you wanna watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the five types of people the INFJ cannot stand.